The day I identified my first chickadee with my new binoculars and field guide, I started my life list in a loose-leaf notebook. Whenever I identified a new bird, I wrote down the species, date, place, weather conditions, and sometimes a few other details. Between March 2nd and the end of May, I got my life list up to 40 species. So many birds. When I took ornithology classes that summer and the next spring, we had to keep two sets of notes, an overview of each field trip with a list of what we saw, and separate notes on each species, including accurate counts and behavior descriptions every time we saw it. After college, I got a little sloppier, but kept up pretty well through 1979 when my life list was almost up to 400. At that point, my notes stuffed four notebooks beyond capacity, making page-turning difficult. That's when I switched to bound record books. I still recorded my life list in a separate notebook until I was closing in on 500. It's messy, from crossing out lumped species, squeezing in new ones after splits, and keeping up with name changes. In 1987, I bought a large hardbound checklist for entering the birds I'd seen in each state and province. It makes a nice overview of more than a decade of bird in North America, but being printed and bound, it had serious limitations as far as newly lumped and split species go. For example, it lists only a single scrub jay where there are now four separate species. By the time I went to Costa Rica for the first time, I'd stopped using my paper notebooks for good. We had a home computer, and in 1988, a birder named Jerry Blinn released Avasys, database software that allowed even the least computer-savvy among us to enter our data as long as we had a PC, not a Mac. Avasys was affordable and easy to use except every few years when the American Ornithologists Union released a new checklist with lumps, splits, and name changes. I'd have to upgrade the software and change some species entries myself, which sometimes took a whole weekend. When I switched to a Mac after I started working at the Cornell Lab of Ornithology in 2008, suddenly Avasys wasn't so easy, and I needed special software for my Mac to run it at all. Avasys worked wonderfully for most users until Jerry got sick and stopped updating it. He worked with the eBird team to help people transfer their Avasys data to eBird. Projects of passion are seldom profitable. Jerry had a day job and didn't worry about making money on Avasys, but when he couldn't keep up with it anymore, no one took it over. Like Avasys, eBird was developed by passionate, knowledgeable individuals, but they work through the Cornell Lab of Ornithology with all the long-term stability and sustainability of a major, well-funded nonprofit. eBird keeps up with taxonomy seamlessly, changing species names and lumped species automatically. And it usually enters splits automatically, too, when it can tell by location which newly recognized species each bird on our checklists belongs to. 
The lab put a lot of resources into eBird, not simply to make birders happy, but to provide a massive body of data for their own and other scientific researchers. In May 2021, eBird was up to 1 billion bird observations from over 77 million birding checklists submitted by over 684,000 eBirders from 202 countries. There are lots of bird listing software products available, mostly commercial, some free. A few may allow easy exporting of data to eBird, but eBird is so easy to begin with and does so much more than any other bird listing programs as far as sharing information from other birders that most serious birders now cut to the chase and don't use anything else. Some state ornithological societies offer their own online reporting systems, but most birders prefer a single program that keeps track of all their birds rather than separate ones for different states. And those state reporting systems must be kept up to date by a good programmer. So most state ornithological societies use eBird to gather data for seasonal reports, breeding bird atlases, and other projects. As much as I value eBird as a birder, I value it much, much more as a person who cares about birds for their own sakes. eBird's value for research, education, and conservation cannot be overstated. But that's a story for next time. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.